Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbos, Yontov. I even started to host uh, cooking competition parties, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, anytime you don't feel like cooking, I'm your girl. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, sharing of great food and recipes, food ideas and recipes each week. But I want to hear about your food experiences too. So email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com. Uh, you can join my fan page uh, on Facebook, the Aussie Gourmet, uh, Naomi Nachman on Twitter and um, Instagram. Growing numbers every day. It's so exciting when people reach out to me. So if you eat something really cool, share it with me. If you eat something or you make something cool, even better. Send me the recipe and then we'll share it. I had very exciting news today. Today is my 100th show of Table for Two. Can we get a round of applause, EK? Yay! I'm Yay! so excited. And Jay Booksbaum, you are the most Frequented guest on the show. Am I really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And we have a special guest coming. Um, besides Brent Delman, the cheese guy, I think you're the second most frequented guest, wow. uh, along with Joy of Kosher. Um, but Nachum's going to be joining us for Ooh, our 100th the big boy. show. The, the yes, big kahuna. The, the boss man is the coming. The boss man. Um, so he's going to be joining us here. So that was like totally exciting when I realized it was coming up close. I emailed Avrami Finkelstein and I, um, who does a lot of our behind the scenes and, you know, his, um, Saturday night stuff and his show. And I said, oh, we must be getting close to a hundred. goes, yeah, this is going to be a hundred. So I was like, woohoo. So we're very excited. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in and supported us and Gomeglat for the segment sponsor and Abels and Hyman for the show sponsor. And we're very excited to be a part of the Nachum Siegel Network. And we're super proud because Nachum has got an amazing event coming up next week in Paris, which we're all going to tune in and listen to. Um, I want to give a few uh, mentions of two events that I went to this past week. Uh, the Sage Kitchen. Do you remember we had Jasmine Anil Hari? Uh, she was the winner of the uh, Iron Chef competition at Kosher Fest, the cooking competition. So she has a pop-up in the Chabad of the Bowery. So I went to it. It was amazing. You have to like find out through her Facebook page how you can find the next one and you must go. It was unbelievable. Schnitzel with fig jam and, and lamb with all these crazy spices and, and um, fennel tzadiki. It was rich, gorgeous flavors coming together and it was so hip and chic being uh, over in the Bowery. So I had a great time. And then I popped over to Bon and Oak, a lovely wine and food event uh, run in I want to call it the Dumbo area. I think they call it Dumbo down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, right? I got that right. She's such a, such a New Yorker I am. So I had a very nice evening. So watch out for more events of that, um, coming up in the next couple of months. Um, and now we can start our 100th show. Now we've got business out of the way. Jay Bookspam is in the house, marketing director of Royal Wines and Brent Delman, executive chief officer of the cheese, the cheese guy. So welcome to you both. Oof. Thank you. Can't it's wait. great to be here. Boy, yeah. what a big day. What a big, big celebration. Big day. I yeah, wish, yeah. wish the weather was honored, honored you know, to be your, here. You know, your energy level is freaking amazing. <laughs> and just watching you is like... I'm like so oh high this morning. 
I'm always hyper, but today, like, getting the energy from you. This is one cup of coffee. That's it. This is just straight the amino. Did you see the latest thing on coffee? Which one? Four to five cups a day is good for everything. I mean, everything. Okay, so after this, we're going to need some some coffee to dry us up to when we drive home from all this beautiful alcohol and wine. To a wine, I'm sure wouldn't hurt either. Uh, They say one between one to two glasses a day is good for heart disease. Coffee. No, No, wine. Coffee so too. Four cups of four wine cups of coffee. and two no, cups four. of glass. Four cups of coffee and two glasses of wine. Yeah, I could totally get you into that. You do nothing that. else but drink coffee and and drink wine. But you're supposed to also have and eight. have some Brent's uh, cheese. You're course. also supposed to have six cups of water and two glasses of milk. Oh my god! So goodness. I think if you spend all Here that time go. drinking, floating. How many? <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get really like we'll look like the Oompa Loompas <laughs> filled with. Wait, wait. Liquid. Let's let's add that up. Two, four glasses of water. That's four. Four glasses of wine. That's eight. Eight. Six cups of water. No, okay. Let's do this again. Six <laughs> cups of water. Six cups of water and four glasses of coffee. Four cups of coffee. That's ten. Okay. Now, f- two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine. That's twelve. And two cups of milk. And two cups of milk. That's fourteen. Okay. I think you'd have to all give up your jobs to keep that <laughs> yeah, track of all say, that and to do it all. Time required, right? <laughs> you know, they should have like you know, like old people have those pill boxes. Yeah, all your glasses. You should have like you know, a glass box. You know? We should do that one time. That would be fun. Okay, so let's move on because we've got Go ahead, an I'm hour. Sorry. And you know what? We can never get enough cheese and wine in, in that Absolutely. hour. So I think we've got to get straight to it, boys. Okay, Jay, you go first and you're going to tell Brent what cheese – and Brent's going to tell us what okay, cheese. Gonna, and you guys gonna, we, can, did, we did all French. All French. And why are we doing all French? Uh-huh. Nachum is going to be joining us to talk to us about the show in Paris. But we are giving uh, – this show is an homage to the Unity concert that we're having in Paris next week. So we, we – uh, Brent does French-style cheeses, and Jay's bought some French wines, and we are going to give, um, you know – Every big... one of these wines is, is relatively new, if not brand new. Oh, great. We're starting the first one, as we do with all wine, and we do with – Every time we uh, do champagne with a brand new champagne from Rothschild. Oh, and we're doing champagne because it's 100 shows. There you go. <laughs> and it's also the time of year, you know. Right. Hanukkah's coming up. Couple of and days. just want to point out that this particular, it's brand new. First time ever the Rothschild's families all got together to do one project. They have d- d- disparate projects, but they're okay. doing one project together, which is a champagne. And every single one comes in a gift box. Oh, I like that. So that what's great is for Hanukkah, or if you have people that you have to give gifts to towards the end of the year, holiday gifts, business yes. or whatever, uh, it comes in a beautiful. Gi- it's not cheap though. That's not how much yeah, is this, this is, bottle? This is actually like a hundred bucks. <gasps> We're drinking a hundred dollars. This, is, this is champagne. Yes, Jay, it's real champagne. It's real made. Champagne. It's from it's made champagne. From, it's from right. Champagne, France. Okay, we have sparkling which, wine is not one, champagne two. necessarily unless it comes from. Champagne, France, and unless it's made with only three grapes, can everybody tell me what the three grapes are? Can anybody tell what the three grapes are? Email me, Naomi, at NachumSiegel.com. Jay, can we get a prize if they get all three right? Yes, I'll send We'll We'll give you a coupon or we'll get you a bottle of wine. You'll get your bottle of Somehow. wine. So na- email me, Naomi. You have to live in the United States for this, right, okay? Right, right. In the I continental the USA. The and, of course, yeah. you know, I, I've done this many times. It's the... You know, you have to make sure that you keep your hand on top of the Name cork. the three grapes. Don't announce it till the end. Okay. Okay? So you've got to email it to me during the show. Right. Okay? I'm going to write notes on that. This is a really cute, impromptu and champagne so, grapes. Yeah. There now, you not go. all three grapes have to be used. Okay. You know, it's made up to the... from at least... At least... No, it has to be one or all of those three grapes. Any okay. combination of those three grapes. Okay. So you're all going to be busy Googling, but we'll see who's and the winner. what you do is when you open up a bottle of champagne, you hold the cork this mushroom head cork, 
and you turn the bottle. See, not the cork. Ah, nice. Look at that smoke. Woo! All right. Don't get the desk wet. The boss is coming. That's a good thing to know. Okay, now what temperature should champagne be served at? It should be a little bit more chill than other whites, which is in the low to mid-60s. Salmon? You're going to be drinking? ZK, I'm toasting Zalman. And what's wonderful about the champagne, even though it's quite, you know, not cheap, is that it is also mavushal. Oh, nice. Do you swirl champagne? as I used to say in Williamsburg, mavushal. Mavushal. I saw you swirl. Are we supposed to swirl champagne? Yes, but not too much. A little swirl, because then you get rid of the bubbles. You don't want to get rid of the bubbles. Okay. Also, these are the incorrect glasses. I know. I'm sorry, Jay. I, I need... A sponsor to sponsor need, me with some glasses. Champagne Ahem. flutes. No, these are great wine glasses. Of course. But, They're but from the KFW. Champagne, you want a flute so that it keeps the bubbles in longer. <clears throat> and what, what cheese are we going to have with this? What cheese is Brent going to cut up for this us? This is light and fresh and uh, highly, you know, good structure, a little acidity. Okay. But we could have it with anything. I'm and taking a picture of is what we call some mousse to it, which is kind of like a, um, I don't know, a yeasty, a, a slight yeasty aroma. I can mm-hmm. smell. I can smell that, like beer, a little beer. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, right. You know, exactly. Champagne generally goes with probably more cheeses than any other wines or spirits. So let's pass it's, some it's down. Very, it's very versatile. In fact, um, uh, it's safe to say if you have champagne, you can bring any cheeses to your party. Okay, you that's great. You can't say that to about say. any others. Okay. First cheese we have here is a fresh goat cheese. I mean, I made a bracket while you were talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please continue, Brent. Sorry. Also known as Chev. Chev. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. But this this is a domestic made with in French traditional techniques in Wisconsin. So it's a little bit. Oh, we want you there, to turn there, it. So there we go. We have a, actually we, a camera. We, we have see, a camera for those okay. watching on the Nachum Siegel right. Net YouTube higher. channel. Lift it higher. And okay, ZK. Yeah, we're all good on che- that. All right, Cheese Guy brand cheese. Fresh and creamy goat cheese. Now, it, you so said it's called Chev, right? But it's with an R-E at the end, right? Correct. So you don't pronounce the R-E? No, you Wait, don't. Wait, Brent, are these your brand new yeah. crackers? They are. Brent is making a line of crackers to go with his yummy cheeses. I had some cheeses before, so I made the bracha, but boy, is this good. Okay, okay. So, so this is... So the, and the, the crackers are Italian crackers. They are traditional cheese you, cracker that's that's being made. Yeah, yeah. No, I, here it's, or it's in my Italy? recipe oh. in Italy. In you, southern Italy. You have your recipe, yeah. and someone's making this in Italy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wow. are too cool. Yeah, I love that. It's, can it's, you hold that go? up? Can we hold that up yeah. to the camera? I, I hope you need a mashkiach next time. I can yeah. do one. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Pick the bag carrier. And the, yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're baked, not fried. A lot of crackers are fried. Oh All natural God. ingredients. This is amazing. A little bit of sea salt. What's, Don't what's they great go nice? You know, with, with crackers, you should... They shouldn't be too strong. There are a lot of flavored crackers. Right. You don't want to, if as as we're doing now with our tasting, we want to be able to taste the cheese and the wine. So we don't want to overpower either with the with the flavors of the crackers. This is beautiful. You know, I asked Brent before when we went in when he when it said uh, rustic Italian crackers, and I know that he makes cheese if it's infused with cheese, and he said no, specifically no, and. I, I really appreciate that perspective, you know, that you really want it to be a kind of neutral help Absolutely. rather than to over, you know. That's OU Parv. OU Parv. So how's it a cheese cracker? Sorry? How's it a cheese cracker? No, no, there, is, there isn't any cheese in the crackers. Oh, it's with, it's a, it's a, with cheese. Right, right, it's a cracker to, cheese. Be, to be used 
along with cheese, to be eaten with cheese. Oh, this yeah, is great. Could, and you've got your little it, Instagram on this, on the back, yeah, yeah. and your Facebook. Um, yeah, follow Brent on, on uh, yeah. Brent the Cheese Guy on Facebook and the Cheese Guy on Instagram. Lovely. So, yeah, it's a lightly sea-salted cracker. Like I said, uh, should complement some of these milder cheeses very well. You know, generally, the strategy that Jay and I uh, go with here is that is we normally have bring a bunch of cheeses and a bunch of wines, and it all sort of falls into place because we put things Did in you order. Order? No, no, no. Today we didn't. We have in the past, but today we didn't. But normally what happens is we line them up in order of mild to more intense, and then we figure as we go along, and I think we do, uh, we end up doing a pretty good job, right? Yeah. So the, Always and, and, a good job. And one, one of the things with the champagne is that champagne goes nicely because of the the bubbly, uh, what, what are they called? The effervescent. The what? We call it the mousse. The mousse. M-O-U-S-S-E. M-O-U-S-S-E. And what it does, you know, there's a lot of fat, dare I say, in cheese, and what happens is the cheese tends to coat your palate. It almost coats your entire mouth. So the scrubbing and, and effervescent effect of the champagne on your palate is a wonderful combination. It's sort of You're sort good. Of you want to switch seats here? He's amazing. <laughs> He's really You're good. Both, that's really, why I had that's you guys the, together. Come on. I'm telling you. That's one of the wonderful things that uh, that the champagne, the effect that it has on the cheese. But you didn't bring enough extra so I could take home, you know? Oh, there's, there's plenty. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. <laughs> we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, me and Jay always split all the goodies so left over. Should we do one more cheese? Because I've got a bunch of cheeses here. And yeah. I think let's another do, one. Yeah. yeah, let's go. We can do the next okay. wine. Jay, can I, well, well, sure. well um, Brent is preparing. Let's talk about wine temperature because I think sure. that's, you know, I, I hate drinking wine, white wine that's warm or red wine that's cold. And people do it and they don't realize it makes me sugar. What is the correct temperature for white wine to be drunk at? Okay, so... Th- the correct temperature for white wine to be drunk is in the 50s, the mid to low 50s. Okay. Okay. So like in the and that's fridge depends. temperature? Or yeah. even Is that colder than no, fridge? No, no, no. It's fridge temperature. In fact, if it's a rich white wine, okay, it should be a little bit higher. That's why I said to mid to low 50s. Cause okay. There's, there's Describe what a rich white wine is. Chardonnay. Okay. With That's been oak-aged that has um, what we call, we'll call through... Excuse me. What the we, bubbles. <laughs> yeah, what we call uh, secondary fermentation, so it has a creaminess to it. Uh, those kinds of wines require a little bit more warmth than the Sancerre, which I'm about to open. Okay. Which is a Sauvignon Blanc, which is more acidic, more uh, structured. Let's see. We can we can we dump this? Yes, we have a we have a little bin. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to put in here. hope it doesn't leak. CK. No, it won't. Uh-uh. So if it doesn't make its way over here, I have to drink all mine? Yeah. Okay. Are you driving home? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll manage. I'll take the subway. Okay. Sancerre. So this Sancerre comes from Sancerre. And again, in Sancerre, there's only a few grapes that you're allowed to be grown. This, I'm not going to make this a, a, a what do you call it, a, a contest. But this is 100% Sauvignon Blanc. 100% okay. 100% Sauvignon Blanc. And this particular Chavignol comes from a vineyard that dates back, I think it's till the 15th century. 15th century. It's hundreds this, of this years old. This vineyard? That's right. This 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 vineyard area. It's a yes. Jewish... Okay. No, so these are not. This comes from a non-kosher winery, winery and vineyard. And they and make they a make kosher a run? small kosher <gasps> cuvee. So it's really... Wow. Can, can you give us nice. a price on these kind of bottles? Yeah. Like I said, the 
champagne. I'm sorry, it's a little bit much. The champ for tasting. That's okay. Don't worry. Um, the champagne is about ninety to a hundred dollars. And this? The Chauvignon, the Chauvignol Sancerre, is about thirty. Thirty to thirty-five. But smell it, Brent. It's wow. unbelievable. Wow. Are you going to have some of this, DK? Bring us. You know, he's like never going to miss out a chance. There is a specific. Finish that up. <laughs> fruit. Yeah. It, that I'm looking for, and it's to me, well, it's quite obvious. Whoops. And I haven't we, even uh, drunk. Are we allowed to guess here? Yeah, sure. Put, that's what I, I want you to do. Some? Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What you, this smells incredible. What's that fruit? Pineapple. Good, good. I'm thinking of something bananas. else. Peach? No, I'm thinking oh. of something else. My palate is not so good. Tell me when I say it, it's like, whoa. Apricot? No. Mm. No, no, no. To me, this smells exactly... Passion fruit. No. no? To me, this <laughs> smells exactly like white grapefruit. I've never had white grapefruit. You know, the grapefruit. real acidic, acidic, you know, kind of... <laughs> Kind of grapefruit that you go like that too. You can see me, right? You know, ZK is beaming. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I, I don't know ZK. if I would have. I don't know if I would have chosen that. But it, it on the back of it, it has head, some perfume as well. Right. Yeah. This is amazing. I just took a picture of ZK drinking the wine. He is in heaven. This is amazing wine. Nachum, where are you? What cheese we having with this? Mm. He's here. Doing- Fantastic. Because this is. We must pour Nachum a glass of this. Doing- He's going to love this. Okay. What I call a Vermont Bloom. It's our Brie. My version of Brie. It's an artisan cheese. It's an artisan cheese being made in Vermont, as hence the name. Vermont Bloom. And what it is, it's, it's similar to a French cheese by the name of Chaours that comes from the Champagne region. Whoa. It's a double cream. Meaning 60% fat. This is not for <laughs> those on a diet. Nah, no, don't worry. Yes, Nobody, it is. No, you're not allowed to be on a it's, diet if you're on table for not, two. As long as it's not carb rich, you know. Okay, Nachum Siegel has just entered the room. Hello, He's hello. in the house. Nachum, thank you. Yeah, just bring the whole, bring the whole thing for me. Have you ever sat there before? Hello, hello. I think I have <laughs> a couple of occasions. I said, Kavod Harab, you should, I'll switch with you, but they told me I have to sit here. That's fine, thank you. Nachum Siegel is joining me for the show because we are having an homage to our parish concert in uh, our parish unity conference. By the way, homage, homage in English is homage. Homage, we're playing homage, but I'm using French words, hello. I understand, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> for those people who don't, you know, may have missed Ambiance that. is also French. Yes. But yeah, the ambiance in here is fabulous. Okay, so um, Nachum Siegel, this is Brent Delman. I don't know sure, if you've met each other. Okay, so we're having a whole introduction right Who's here on this table fellow, for two. Uh, to the right of Do you know Jake Booksbaum? He's a great guy. Boy, does that name Who is sound that familiar? guy? Boy, that that big familiar? tall guy. Can you can you send Jay this? Uh, can you send Nachum this wine? Absolutely. This Why don't I get you want to you want to catch up? Want some champagne? This is a hundred dollars a bottle. This is fat. You got to drink the Jewish unity. Why not? And you know this is one hundred dollars a table for two today. This is 100 shows of Table for Two. Oh, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Okay. And it's the homage show for the French. For our Unity concert, mm. and Nachum and I will talk about that towards the end of the show. And I will yeah, start here. Yeah, give Nachum here. the I'll cheese. Okay. Oh, that's what you were just describing? Yeah, it is. Double fat, okay? Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Double cream. I, I live my life so publicly, like I cannot hide or run or, you know, everyone sees I'm eating double fat cheese. You better run. You better so run. So let me, can I show uh, the, mm. um, so good. Where's, where's the. Oh, my God. That is so good. And you're going oh, to okay. France. Let me. Uh, I know, this is so good. This is the rind. By the way, the rind is to be eaten. Yeah. We, it's it, a we, natural, it's a natural mold. Of I think, what? I think we've talked about this yeah. in previous shows. Can you repeat it for our new, our new listeners? Sure. 
but um, it's a it's a mold. It's called Penicillium candidum. Oh, it's scary. actually it's actually added to help age the cheese. This type of cheese, which is called a soft ripened cheese or a bloomy rind cheese, it ripens from the outside in. So what you'll see is in the I don't know if the camera can get a, enough of a view, but what happens is the outside of the cheese gets creamier and gooey. And if you let this, you know, other cheeses age and they become harder and sharper, this beca- this does the opposite. Because. Ages from the outside in, becomes creamier around the ri- the edge, and oh. becomes right under the rind. And and the inner is is pasty and and sort of firm. But once it becomes ripened, the whole thing just becomes really gooey and messy, and very mm. strong and stinky. So this is somewhere this strong is and stinky. <laughs> I know it sounds so negative. Cheese term. That's right. right. But it's a compliment when you call cheese stinky. It's a, it's a bre- it's Listen, a line we, of cheeses. You know, I I do demos and 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 all kinds of events. People come up to me all the time and they say, "The stinkier, the better." What's what's the stinkiest cheese you got? The blue. So we, so we use it, I, We use it in the industry, and it's and it's very applicable. I, I have two things in the spirits, uh, you know, alcoholic beverage thing that I I have like that. One is scotch. I'm, I'm not a big scotch maven, but the kind of scotch I like is the peatier the better. If it doesn't taste and smell like an ashtray. I don't like it. You know? Really? Okay. I know nothing <laughs> so about scotches. And lots of people feel that way like I do. Most most don't, but often a lot do. And those are the more expensive ones. I don't and understand the, the allure of whiskey and scotch. And the other one is we have a saying in the wine business called French stink. And that's, supposed, that's actually a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. When you open up a great Bordeaux, often, it'll have this kind of yeasty, uh, sulfur aroma that will blow off. But you know that when you open it, wow, that's a real French thing. It's a typical high-end French wine. Lovely. Now you asked Usually about from Bordeaux. Sorry, Jim. You asked about the wine. Yeah. What, what kind of uh, the scent that we were getting. The and white what, grapefruit. The, the flavors. Anybody tell me what you're getting in this breed? In, this, uh, in the brie? cheese? In the cheese. Cream. I, I creamy. Really it's so creamy. creamy. A little bitterness, which I like. I've okay. lost my cheese. I like cheese that bitterness I ate on it. the end. I, I ate mine too. But very good. Good point. The bitterness and the creaminess. One together. of the a word that descri- Can I have another piece. Sure. This will. Uh, anything to help you come up <laughs> yes, with a good description? Yes. We'll get work tonight. <laughs> <Link> to <laughs> determine what it is. So okay. I'll tell you the term that's normally associated with this type of cheese: mushroomy. Mm. You get earthiness. Earthy. Earthy. Mushroomy. Mm-hmm. The ground. Okay. I'm going to hold it up to my camera. If you are watching on our Nachum Siegel no. Net YouTube channel, you will be able to see this beautiful piece of cheese. I'll tell you a little interesting uh, story about this cheese. Oh so it's God. being made in Vermont. I go up to Vermont every few weeks. Mm. It's what's called a farmstead cheese. All of the milk comes from one farm, and one, it's almost like an estate wine. It comes from one farm, one herd of cows, goes next door. Within 12 hours, we make the cheese from fresh from the fresh milking. What happens is I named initially the cheese this Shaors. I, a few weeks later, it was out in the market, and I get a letter from the French government saying, <gasps> cease and desist. No way. Yeah. I took it as a badge of honor. Yes, of course. That, um, so what did you name the, the it? The French government knows I'm out here. So wow. we now call it Vermont Bloom, you know, a little bit more indicative of, of the area. It's, okay. It's, you know, it's considered a bloomy rind cheese. But, the, yeah, Chaors, the French government, it's very interesting. You know, they have a lot of these traditional cheeses, which I'd like to touch on a little bit more. I'm sure it 
it's in the wine industry. Flies, exactly. It meats. As so well. many things that the protected uh, you know. names, and they're and they're really coming down on American companies because that's all they have is their name. If if you know, we I asked if this was a an actual champagne, and you said yes, but it's got to you know more about it than anybody. It's got to be made in the region with the varietal grapes and the 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 actual. Uh, procedure, everything, the techniques that need to be made, need, need to be used to make champagne. Same thing with the traditional cheeses. And it's an interesting thing that Brie has been used for so long that it's beyond repair. The French have realized you can't, you can, you can, you can, you can call it Brie. And, sh- and Chev? You can use Chev, you can use Brie, and you can so, use Camembert. So what can't you use? There are a lot of very obscure the, 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 cheeses. The things area that it comes from you can't use, like you just Correct. said. What, is it called? what did you right, call like it? Camembert de Normandie. Right. Uh, it, it has to be from Normandy. It has to oh, be you said from... You called it, what was the name, the first name you... That Vermont you Bloom? No, no, the first Bloom. name you got to say. So that's So that's example. the name of a small village in the Champagne region, which is a protected name. So that wow. that is one of those protected like, names. Like Champagne. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Nachum, what yeah. do you think of all these amazing I cheeses? I love sitting with people who are so dedicated to their craft. Right. You hear what he does, he's goes to Vermont so, and makes so the cheese but from with scratch. Passion. It's just, I know, I, I love that. I just, I, it fascinates me that people are so devoted and have such a passion for it. So. Okay. The, thank you. And the wonderful Dumping. thing is that it's now available in the kosher world. Right, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, are they Chalav Israel? Some of them? Some of them are. That one was not. That is O-U-D. Not okay. Thank you, Orthodox Stam. Union, for working with Brent. We're very excited for these brilliant we cheeses. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're just going to take a little uh, break. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Nachum Siegel is right here in the house. Our show is sponsored by... Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman. We taste better. Okay, so I'm just going to talk to Nachum for a couple of minutes. How excited are you about this Paris trip? Well, this is uh, one of the reasons I'm so excited is because the enthusiasm that other people have been uh, targeting toward us is unbelievable. I mean, I said yesterday on the air that 98% of the people that we've approached with this concept have been enthusiastic about it, and that's an unbelievable poll number to be at 98. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, there have been a couple that are skeptical and, you know, wonder how important it is to, you know, either financially or otherwise support people in, in France, but... Other than that, it's just been incredible, and the uh, the enthusiasm is great. It's hard to believe that after this concept was introduced just a couple of months ago, that we're just a week away. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's just unbelievable, and uh, it's going to be a very interesting Hanukkah, that's for sure. Had you been to Paris before this trip? No. We did this trip last week. That was the first time I was there. I bought three cheeses in the supermarket and did very well. Okay, so- <laughs> the, the cheeses there look like... They taste. Right. Or they, they taste do. like they look like. I saw that cheese. I said, that is definitely a Swiss cheese. Right. And I, I can't, want that. I can't right. read the package. Right. You can And can't. I saw another one and it was definitely smoked cheese and it was so good. And then they had a little log of smoked cheese that right. was incredible. So I did great on the cheeses. Three I for love, three. I, I've actually been to the Hypercasha in yeah. Paris where they That's had where the were. shooting. Right. So I was there in 1999. I went for my, I don't want to say my 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you all know how old I am. I'm so public. <laughs> and, um, we went to Paris and, we have friends then. We stayed with friends and I had points. It was like before the points were so popular, I was already doing it from all my trips to Australia. We went to Paris and we, that supermarket was unbelievable. And Erev Shabbos, we're eating. We went to Hypercash. We bought like 10 different cheeses. We bought um, baguettes. And Erev Shabbos, we're just smearing cheeses oh. on baguettes. And then we have to go eat Shabbos dinner. And, you know, we had no problem eating Shabbos dinner because we had all this incredible French food. You know what got me about that supermarket visit? And I assume Jay's been there as well. 
it, it is so it, it is it's a regular supermarket. It's gourmet glut, but hyper but it's done so nicely with yeah. the double stacked refrigerators and with the products lined up perfectly. I took pictures of the dreidel sets they were selling. I want to see them because you cannot. I'm telling you, you can't believe how different the display is. Than what we're used to over here. Like, you think even, like you say, in the fancy supermarkets here, you know, displays look nice and they do look nice, but there's some element there that brings it to a different level. I think it's a European flair. Oh, is that it? I find it in Italy as well. I would see the same thing. Yeah, I think it's a European flair that they have that, you know. Who's the line? I have to tell you, only a few years ago, before Hypercusher, it was mostly little, you know, like small macolettes. macolettes, Even Hypercusher is not large. I was shocked how small it is. Right. Oh, it was pretty decent. I mean, maybe you know, three, four it's not I was living on the lower glide. side when I went. So let's <laughs> frame for reference. But it's it's more like a like a, what's his name in Flatbush? Um, Glotmart. Yeah, like that a Glotmart. Reminded me of a smaller Glotmart. Yeah, right. it's a yes. Glotmart right. type right. of thing. Right, yeah. right. So. Um, tell us about a little bit about the concert because um, I'm like fascinated. But I remember Yarom Gaon coming to yeah. Australia in the 80s. See, I think that he is the. That's when we were thinking of Jewish unity and bringing somebody who really could unify people. I think he's the natural choice. Yeah, I agree. Because I was, I young and out. old and religious, not religious, like he's he. Everybody in some way. From non-observant to Hasidic has in some way been touched by his music at some point. He was right. a, he's a movie star also. Of course. He yeah. played uh, Yonatan Netanyahu sure. in the, the Entebbe movie. Yeah. So I, I thought he was a natural choice. And we have Ohad, who is very, very popular in France and speaks a lot of languages, which is helpful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How's your French? <laughs> Bonjour, Nahum. It's not as advanced as I thought it would be at this point already. <laughs> like my Hebrew. Thank God for subtitles, which they, they are working very hard with. You know, you there. talk about how there's a 98 99 right. whatever Enthusiastic is that rate. the same in in France itself I mean what what about the people in I France I think so I, I I think that especially because it's Hanukkah and people want an excuse to leave the house you know what's going on in Europe there's yeah. certain areas where oh nobody's leaving the house really like where in Brussels Brussels, Brussels right. well, it's, it's shut down they're kids <laughs> I mean, not going to school in Brussels not only that every night it's shut down right, right. oh there's at the subway I was we got an alert that the subways in Paris were shut down so we showed it to the people we were meeting with they go, yeah that happens every other hour like you know there's uh, always some threat there's always something so they weren't surprised by it. but yeah I mean in Brussels very difficult other areas of Europe um, and in France, there's no question. It was obvious because uh, the people we were traveling with, you know, who are always there, said this place, this street, this boulevard is always packed with people. And it wasn't. And there's no, and there's no traffic or anything. Right. I hear so, Israel's very quiet now also. Yeah, I'm sure, in certain, especially in certain areas. So, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I, I hope people will come out. It is Hanukkah, more of a reason to, to leave the house and come in and enjoy an event. And uh, also because of the declaration that we've made that um, you know we want to celebrate Jewish life there. We're not encouraging people to leave. We're just celebrating Jewish life. The whole purpose of the mission is to remind the whole world that when Jews are in difficult situations, there are others who care about them. Yes. And I think they're getting the message. And now the newspaper ads have started, and uh, you know, and they have no they me. have no concern about security, right? You've you've I would you're really covering no concern. No, but I'm saying I'm you sure probably have covered that area too. No? Well, we, got to, I mean, for the event in France who deal with this on a daily basis at the Great Synagogue are dealing with it. Those okay. are the people who should. Right. Uh, in terms of our own, you know, personal thing, we're dealing with that. But yeah, we the people sec- we have security in Ashland in Woodmere. Right. Like I've done a little small. Yeah, it's shul. a little different at the Great Synagogue in yeah, Paris. I'm sure in the Sydney yeah. Australian, the big shul in Sydney Australian Central Synagogue in Sydney, there's gun forever. Like for the last 10, 15 years, you have to go through a, um, a gun screening to walk into shul. Wow. Metal like detector. A metal, metal detector. detector. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Arge- Arge- Argentina as well. I was recently right. in Argentina for the Chagim, and uh, for blocks around, there are there are undercover yeah. security agents. 
Yeah. Are there soldiers outside of synagogues in Australia? No. But they, they do have, have Israeli security. They have in France, yeah. have Israeli, the go- soldiers right outside with submachine guns. Young Yirza young of Woodmere has a very big security team right. every every Shabbat. So. But not armed, I would assume. Mm, I, I would hope I, not. I, I bet you they are. Are they? I don't I bet know. bet you they are. Here, they're open arms and they're... Know. And they're very, you know, they're very careful about everybody who walks everywhere. Look, I, you know, I can't speak for Parisians. I would hope that they'll be confident enough to come out. And obviously, in light of what happened a couple of weeks ago, yeah, the whole extra security. On alert, and you know, there's extra security at these places. So, which should be safe and sound, and it should go well. Amen. 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 And the lineup is remarkable, and the radio shows are going to be very exciting from there. Amazing! And, I um, cannot wait to listen. I'm going to be in Alaska. I'm, I'll be glad when the show is on. I'll be glad. I'm going to be listening to it like in a whole different. You're going time as far zone. away from France as you can. <laughs> I'll be glad to have you fly me out to do one of the shows. No, no problem. really? Yeah, no yeah. problem. You would do that? You twist my arm, you know, and yeah. And open another bottle of wine and share some cheese okay, with so, us all. Let's continue. So this is the next, the next wine is, Thank you. is the Pascal Bouchard. Okay. And you asked me before about temperatures. Yes. Okay, I want so to know this about is, wine temperatures. This, is a, really messed this, that up. this comes from Burgundy, France. Is that Burgundy, also? France is an area. Okay. okay. It's 100% Chardonnay. Okay. Which is what is required One if, if you're going to call it Chablis. Chablis is a specific region within Burgundy. It's like a sub-region. It's like saying Brooklyn, New York, okay. you know, or, or or Napa, California, or um, Golan Heights, Israel, or Judea, Hari Yehuda, Israel. It's a cetera. region. It's a, it's region, a region for region. growing wine. Okay, so do we need clean glasses? I have a whole box. No, it's of, fine. You know, you get, Jay gave me a whole case of glasses from do KWFE. Do we want to give ZK some? Huh? ZK. Good man. ZK's got to stay straight because we've we've got a very yeah, busy some, day today. Now I would like you to tell me the difference. In aroma and flavor between the Sancerre, which was Sauvignon Blanc. Completely different. And, and right? which this is 100% Chardonnay. I'm smelling it. I'm putting my nose in like you told me to. Yeah. Okay, I'm smelling. It has a different totally. smell. Totally different now, there is smell. One, there's one element of aroma that was not present in the Sauvignon Blanc because it wasn't made in that thing that is present in this. Can anybody tell me what that is? I gave you a big hint there. Okay, this, this is so, so light. It smells light. Am I right? Crisp, crisp, oh, right? Very crisp. Actually. Okay, Brent, what are you smelling? I can't tell. I, I'm not as refined as you guys. Yeah, and I can't do this at all. Okay, I'll give you another hint. The Sancerre was fermented completely in stainless steel. What does that oak. mean? As opposed to go. oak. That's there's right. An oak smell. As, as, there's a, a vanilla and oakiness. Okay, now you say vanilla, you smell vanilla, but it's I didn't. It's so funny. I was thinking vanilla before. I really, I really should was. have said I was that. Vanilla yeah, okay. I didn't. Vanilla. Until you no, pointed well, the vanilla out. comes it's from. It's not really that potent. It's okay, I'm going to drink well, enough what, smelling. What you're smelling is that um, yeah, it, it's it's not high in alcohol. It's what we call well balanced. This is divine. My glands are like going. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is excellent. Tingling, right? Very right, tingling. Right down there, right. How about right? some light Ooh. berry notes? Mm. Berry notes. I love how he puts it. Berry notes. What cheese are we going to have with this? Yeah, come on. We're going to keep this eating. This is it's definitely not as acidic, a little bit richer and thicker than the Sancerre, body-wise. Mm. It's got more body. And so what are we what are we tasting so, with this? Uh, and this it. should be warmer because it's oh. got more flavor, so you want more of the flavors so to come upper out. upper 50s as opposed to this Correct. one, the Sancerre, which is lower 50s. Which is lower 50s. Right. Okay. We need special so wine fishes. So just mention, uh, Jay. Okay. Burgundy. Right. 
is also home to many wonderful cheeses. Okay. One of the famous cheeses that comes, which we don't have today, but it's called Epoise. And people look for that real cheese aficionados. Are, are these, um, you, you know, this is so sharp and are so these good. Aged cheeses? That one cheese is perfect. Is this aged? So, so this cheese, it's not aged a long time. Okay, great. So it's which one can, is it's, which? It's all the it's, same? Yeah, they're all the same. All this the same. This? You may get something a little bit more crusty looking. With so the, what's better? It comes from the rind. If you like a stronger cheese, you want to get the, the stuff with the real grind, grimy looking I'm gonna ta- rind. I'm going to take a piece it's of it. And we should eat the rind, right? It's what's called, okay. absolutely, it's what's called a washed rind cheese. Okay. This comes from northern Italy. What is a washed it's, rind It's, it's my brand, the, the name of the cheese is Montaggio. It's a northern Italian cheese. And it's actually does that, come from northern Italy or you made it here? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely made in northern Italy. But and it's, it's a based fr- on the French. And, and, uh, no, it's not, it, but I wanted to bring in a, a similar type of a cheese mm-hmm. to that region, Burgundy. And it's a wash, like I say, wash rind cheese means yeah. means that the cheese is made, and then they continuously wash it normally almost every day with generally a brine solution, sometimes with liquors and alcohols, mm. and they let it sit and sort of almost baste in, you know, the brine. That's amazing. And, and you get that sort of That's funkiness. Good, right? You get a little bit of, right, almost, again, that pungent and funky sort of, sort of yeah, flavor. Yeah, this is a little bit more aggressive. Uh, than the last cheese, I yeah. would say, sharper, right? Sharper, right? Mm-hmm. Sharper, aggressive, and so it's a it's with a wine that's a little bit more richer and and fuller than the last mm-hmm. wine. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I would imagine a red wine would go really nicely yeah. with that. So, again, the reason that I bring You're right. up You're right. the Epoise is because this is somewhat similar in many ways to the Epoise from the Burgundy region. Uh huh. And it has some of those similar notes of even some tanginess, right? A little, again, to use a very Technical term, stinky. <laughs> mm, I love that. I, lo- so. I, lo- I really like the ri- the bit that was closer to the rind better. Mm-hmm. I tried one of each, and really the, the, the rind piece was much and stronger a, and sharper a... without being offensively like a blue cheese, which I always find a bit too strong. Right, right. Yeah, we've got some of that coming up. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> okay. Jay, I see you're looking up some wine. What oh, you... gosh. <laughs> He's very excited. Everybody watching. And again, the last, I'm sorry, the last, yep. the last uh, two were cow's milk. The first we had was goat. These last two were cow's milk. I love goat cheese. Yeah, ha- I always say, you had me a goat cheese. I love it. I I, um, I want to just do a little bit of our What's for Dinner sp- segment, okay. sponsored by Gourmet Glut. And I'm choosing to do a cheese latka oh, because nice. we have a cheese show. So, But I'm calling it a cheese latka waffle, which is really exciting because what I decided that instead of standing there in front of the frying pan, in front of a hot stove, frying half a cup at a time, a quarter of a cup at a time of a latka. I was going to pour my cheese latka batter, the same batter, batter, right? Thank you. Okay, batter, yeah, batter, <laughs> uh, into a waffle iron. And that way you don't have to. That's you know, interesting. It's delicious. Wow. You can pour anything you want into a waffle iron. It's great. Like I did chocolate cake into a waffle iron. I did, potato kugel, a... I did potato kugel into really? a waffle iron. If you go onto my Instagram... Naomi Nachman, you'll see my cheese latka waffle on um, my as a picture, and then you can go into my website, theaussiegourmet.com, and get the recipe. But I'm just going to tell you, it's a half, one and a half cups of ricotta cheese. Do you make ricotta cheese? Not no. really. That's a, that's a soft cheese. <laughs> okay, Natural and Kosher makes it. So a uh, half a cup of milk, a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, two eggs separated, a quarter of a cup of sugar, and a cup of flour, a baking powder, a pinch of Salt, of course, you need salt, and two teaspoons of oil, and you mix all that together. Take the egg yolks, 
which you put in. So, uh, but now you're left with egg whites. You take your egg whites, you whip them up, and this what's the key to making light, fluffy cheese latkes when, when you do want to fry them up is you fold the egg whites into the batter and it makes them so fluffy. Once they're all incorporated, you put them into a waffle iron. I got mine at Kitchen Click. It's fantastic. I sprayed it with a little bit of um, Pam and I poured in my my batter into my cheese latke waffle and they were heaven. And we served them with blueberries and chocolate chips. One time I put some lemon zest into it. So it's really like a really versatile waffle and it's perfect for a matzah Shabbos. You know, you're having a malava malka, a Hanukkah party. Like you can do a whole Next like Shabbos. waffle bar for latkes. Yeah. Right? How cute is that? It's very true. And you don't, it's not as fattening because you're not frying them in oil. And it does have some oil in it to, you know, as a shout out to Hanukkah. As an homage to Hanukkah. You know, we've got to have some oil in it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, cheese latkes, man. That's my favorite. Wonderful. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Better than potato. Great. Great okay. Stuff. Brent. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, let off? me mention, uh, throw out a recipe also that, uh, from a cheese that we tried previously, the brie. This yeah. time of year. Baked apple brie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What is you take, the, if you, you were to that? take, if you were to take just the piece of brie, whatever it is, whether it comes in a wedge or the mini wheels, as we call them. Okay. Set that out on a pan. Put uh, slice up some nice tart apples. Like very, Granny very Smith. Very thin, like Granny Smith. Put them on top and surrounding. Put a little bit of maple syrup and a little bit of brown sugar. Bake it for about twenty minutes. And you've got an amazing dessert. You know, oh a lot of a lot of people God. don't think about cheese as a dessert, and also something that you would bake. Right. A lot of people don't think about cheese, any kind of cheese that you would put in the oven. But yeah, about fifteen or twenty minutes. Let that brie just get nice it and really oozy, oozy, and Oof. the and the apples get nice and tender, and they soak you know in the I maple syrup. That? What do you call it, Jay? A flavor bomb. <laughs> flavor I'm not kidding. Bomb. I like it. You know, flavor bomb. No. Would you call that a flavor bomb? It's it's, it's an intense uh, it's an intense. <laughs> Bow! Full of flavors. Bow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. good yeah, that, that was nice. Maybe a little jam with that also. Some of your jams. Don't you start to make, didn't you start making jams? I did. I did. In fact, Let's we talk can, about some of that. We can use some right now to pair with, uh, pair with the upcoming cheese and the wine. What I've got is, I brought out today, we started creating four new jams up in Vermont. I'm coordinating with a handmade preserve maker, a very traditional English preserve maker in Vermont. You know, I spend a lot of time going up to Vermont to make the, the cheddars and the breeds and the, the different varieties from Vermont. So we get together, we take local fruits, and we use them to pair with specific, you know, it's all about the pairing as we're doing now. I, I love that you're using local. It's fab. So the Vermont, we have an apple butter. Can I mention about uh, our uh, our Great, uh, I don't know, all the nice awards and everything that we won at the Kosher Fest. Okay, we have I'm, I'm trying to, to be that. a little mod. I don't He's know how to say it. to be an anav, a modest guy, <laughs> but really, we, let's get, shout his praises because he really does deserve them. So we had a we had a wonderful show a couple of weeks ago. Was uh, Kosher Fest at the Meadowlands, and I think we were the only company to come away with two first prizes in two categories. Woo! So we need the applause. Our, we'll we'll give him a clap. Yeah, we were we were real happy. We were real, real satisfied. So. Uh, the um, our double ale cheddar is a cheddar that it we make up in Vermont. Mind blowing, yep. Is made with two different local beers. We use an IPA and a stout, and it comes out tasting real that hoppy and beer and cheese. Yes, beer, beer and, and cheese. cheese. You think oh, of like beer and cheese together, you throw them crazy, together in a crazy. in one uh, one bite, and that's what you have. So we won first prize for our for in the cheese category at the Kosher Fest, 
And then we also won first place for our apple butter. So the apple butter, that's one of the four varieties <laughs> of the of the uh, jams that we're now... Can you give Nachum a little? Because I know he has to go. And so, I, okay. I can't, so I can't, this one, I can't hold the, the sure, bath sure. up for too long. So this, what this is, this is one of the okay. four varieties that I thought Nachum, will go one well more today. Glass? You, we can do one more glass we and one more, more cheese. Glass for sure. Thank you. Pass that Thank down to Nachum. Okay, that goes to Nachum. Pass it because down we're to not Nachum. mixing the red okay. and the white. Oh. Thank you. All right. Okay, a little for right. me. Zalman. Cabell, you have it? Oh, he hasn't finished. You know, you can toss it here. Oh, he's drinking. <gasps> Nachum, I'm getting. ZK is getting totally drunk on the job. <laughs> Just I know, that's joking. By the way. I know. I've seen I know. it happen before and it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Instead of table for two, it'll be live lunch. Okay. Nachum, <laughs> super Thank excited you. about Kitchen Click. Yes, that's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be there. Did you know that? No. Really? Yeah, because they had this famous Riedel glass guy there who's going to show us uh, how to use wine glasses properly. I like this, Naomi. The show keeps building and building. It's It's fantastic. You cannot imagine. I was just called about it yesterday. Mendy Mendy Reichman is an old, old, good friend from Williamsburg. And he said, Jay, we got these glasses. I don't know anything about wine. Tell me how to match them. And I said, you want me to come? And he said, please. Fantastic. So we're going to bring some great so ones. Everybody's in. hearing this on Friday morning. Right. So the show actually live lunch. Right, will have taken. Will have taken place. It's going to be live lunch with Nachum Siegel, followed by between twelve and one, and then table for two. Eleven ex- and eleven and eleven and one. Eleven and one, and then a special edition of right. table for two Correct. from one to two, and then Naomi Nachman is jumping on a plane to Alaska. Right. Because I'm running the Hanukkah Chagiga for the Chabad of Anchorage. Wow. How insane is that? I'm making them shakshuka. Actually, that's a very good And I'm going in the suitcase. It's a good gig, right? <laughs> it sounds insane. I was only right. in Alaska once, I think. Yeah, I was there for last year. I catered a bat mitzvah. Wow. So I got to meet the Chabad Rebetzin, and then she invited me there to cater go. the Chabad wow. the Chabad dinner. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. So this, so is a, this? This, is a, this is a brand new wine that's never been done in kosher before. It's called, called Domaine du Valbron. It's a Bay Rouge. It's from the uh, Loire Valley. Okay. Mm. Lots of fruit, lots Very of berries, good. lots of cherries. Cheese. A lot of berries. Yeah. A lot okay. of berries in that. You know, it's Thank not one of those heavy, ponderous, you know, it's kind of fresh and, uh, you know, and, and kind of mm. delicious fruit. I mean, I just... Nachum, thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure. This is unbelievable. See, this is thanks to you, Nachum. And this you is talk what about... I get to do all the time. <laughs> thank, thank you very much for having me. Chaim. Shavatzlacha in France. My goodness. Viva la France. Viva la France. To the Nachum Siegel Network. In regards to Brother Nate. Thank you very much. My rabbi. Really? Yep. His brother's your rabbi? Well, I was in his congregation for about 10 years. Oh, wow. That's so nice. Big Nate. Yeah. Good man. He married he married my wife and myself and bar mitzvahed my son Ariel oh, to each other. Absolutely. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you everybody. Uh, okay, thank, thank you, you Nachum Siegel for joining us. Thank you for everything that Nachum does for the Jewish community in America, across the world and especially in Paris, France next week. Okay, continue. So th- this this wine is um excuse me, this wine, this sounds like I come from Williamsburg, which I do. Anyway, this wine is really fresh and fruity. And, you know, it's interesting. You asked me about temperatures. Yes. So this wine is a cool temperature red, which means that it shouldn't be like whites where it's between 50 and 55, but it should be in the low 60s. Okay. Okay. It should be really served slightly chilled. I really enjoy this one. This is lovely. I would like that. So So what what should I be eating this? So let me pass on. There's, there's a myriad of things on this plate here. So, 
the first cheese. Actually, you know what? Let me tell you about the jam that uh, I was going to explain. So this is a cranberry and port conserve. So I think it was – we were going to use it for a little bit later in the program, but you were asking about the jam. So I think this, is, this can go with a number of different What's cheeses. What's the difference between jam and preserves? Or the same this, thing? A conserve is actually a higher fruit content. Okay. And it's, and it's generally used for traditional European – that's one of the reasons I brought this out – European – uh, jams or preserves. It has normally alcohol in it. So this has, Jay? Yes. Kedem port wine. Wow. In mixed with, so it's a New York State port. I've had Everything's I've local. My, I've got New it York, in my fridge. Do you? Beautiful. New York State port and cran, fresh cranberries from Vermont. So, and then a couple of spices in between. Okay. So it's what's called a conserve. We're serving it with the cheese, which is which comes from northern Italy again, and it's a similar type cheese as the last, but it's sort of kicked up a notch. It's a little bit more funky, and it's called Bastardo del Grappa. Oh, I love that. Oh, I, I told Brent it's before a, the show, my again, family's never favorite had cheese. That. It's again, it's a cow's milk cheese. You've had it here on the show. Another oh, washed, yeah. washed rind cheese, so it has that pungent flavor on the outside, the rind. If you see some of the rind, you'll, uh, I mean, I mean, you'll understand my- that it gets... Uh, I'm in a happy place. Gets um, that interesting, yummy, strong flavor. And um, what, how the Bastardo de Grappa is made is it's made with a an evening milk. The evening milk is left to sit out. You understand the difference, everyone, between morning milk and evening milk. You milk a cow twice a day. Right. So the morning is probably a little bit stronger. Correct. And at night, it's a little bit lighter because. And what we do is I we would, let we let the we let the milk sit out overnight. And then skim. Gee, that doesn't sound great, but okay. <laughs> it ferments oh, no. probably. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and then we skim the fat off in the morning, so it becomes like a skimmed milk, and combine it with mm. the morning milk. Right. Then the cheese is doused in a brine. It's actually s- soaked in a brine for about four or five days to get some more flavors. And the brine continues to build nice microorganisms and all kinds of Wonderful bacteria that help build new flavors. So it sits in the brine for four or five days. Goodness. Is that an amazing cheese? I want you to. So you, I want you to taste you combining the cheese. it with the cheese yes, with the jam, with the, with the, the jam, and your with the jam and and the wine. Have a sip. Okay, wait. I got to do the that. cheese. So first, and gra- wait, grappa. Jay, by the way, the, should the I name. Do this? I'm doing a cracker. I'm sorry. Right. I just I want to get this right. The cracker, this, without the, I like a little crunch. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm doing a little um, cracker. That Brent produces, and then the Bastardo Grappa, then the, the conserve. Right. Then I'm going to eat it, and then I'm going to follow it First through. It, right, with, with some With wine. a glass with of wine. wine. Okay. While the cheese is still in your mouth. Let's do this. L'chaim. L'chaim. Okay, I should have this in my mouth yeah. and pour the wine what in. What you can also do is make almost like a almost like a ganache in your mouth, you know, and let it all the flavors come together. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <coughs> Right, Jay? Yeah, this was fun. It's a party in your mouth. Mm, yeah. Right. A party in your mouth. A flavor bomb. I like that. Flavor bomb. This was amazing. Oh, but so many different great flavors that are in harmony with each other. My tongue is tickling. And, and you have to have the intensity level, the same intensity levels. Mm. This okay. is a good, strong wine, a bold wine. Am I, am I getting possibly blackberry yeah. in there? Oh, blackberry. This is amazing. You know, cherries, um, black cherries. Mm-hmm. Um it's just just a combination of things. It's just delicious. <laughs> this, and by the this way, on the port, even though we don't have the port here today, 
everyone should know that Port is a place in Portugal. Right. So America was one of the places that didn't sign the uh, International Agreement on Wine, so they can still call fortified red wines Port, even though they really don't come from Portugal. Don't they call it Fort? No, that, that's from Israel. Oh, okay. Americans can still call it port. It's grandfathered in. From now on, any new port or any new fortified red wine cannot be called port. If it already had the name before they made the recent agreement, which was just about five years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, they can't call it port anymore. But port means that the wine is red wine that is, they stop fermentation early. And then in order to, in, so that, that means that you have high sugar levels. And then in order to raise the alcohol, they add something called pot still brandy, which is basically vodka made from grapes. Okay? So you have a rich red sweet wine. They add alcohol to that, and that's how they, voila, come out with what they call uh, the Kedem Port. What's nice about the Kedem Port is that unlike other red wines, because of the high alcohol level and the high sugar level, natural high sugar level, it's a screw cap, which is intentional, and you don't have to finish it. You can right. leave it on your counter or in your refrigerator. I, actually, I have it in my literally fridge. Literally for days and weeks before you have to finish it. My, It'll still remain My dad bought a bottle fine. for It'll me be, for sukkah. I still have it. Is that okay? It's fine. It'll get a little browner. That's okay. I put it in my some of my sauces to make them a little bit richer. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. With Jay, some what duck. is the percentage of alcohol in, in typical pork? About 20%. Good, good question, Brad. About yeah. 20%, which is, pretty think high. about it in terms of scotches. It's 40 proof. Okay. You know, it's I, about half the, what half does the that amount mean? of scotch. What does that mean? Front it just means it's, proof is an American invention that just doubles the amount of alcohol. Percentage. Percentage okay. of alcohol. I think we have time. We've got about seven minutes left. Okay. For one last bottle and one last cheese right here on one table one. for one two. One last bottle okay. we have. This is so fun, guys. This um, is a, a extremely famous uh, non-kosher winery okay. called Leoville Pothier. I was going to say non-kosher wine. Non-kosher wine. And it yeah, is we, a non-kosher we wine. We can't do that. We can't well, do that. Well, not here, but, you know, the... So this is also this is like exactly, a private run. Yes, but it's exactly the non-kosher in kosher. It's called Leoville Pofier. Whoops. Pavillon Leoville. It's kind of like the little sister of the main Leoville. Uh, this comes from um, Saint Julien. Saint, I like how your French accent. Saint Julien, Jay, which is a... Actually, you know, I, I have a good friend... And a big mazel tov and shout out, please, everyone call him who has heard me to Jay and Frankie Schumann of Elizabeth, who just, whose daughter just got engaged. Mazel tov. I was at the Vort last week. And his name is also Jay, but his friend, his, his, I'm sorry, his parents who named him that are French Canadian. Oh, so, so his real name is Jay. Jay. It really is. And he told me that. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, this is a, Saint Julien, which is primarily Wait. Merlot. I'm going to dump out the old one and put the in the Grand I keep banging the mic. It's a it's a sub region within Bordeaux. It smells lovely. This smells really dry. But take mate. a look. Take a look at the difference in color. This is a much deeper, much. darker, yeah. this you know, is a richer burgundy color. color. This is a burgundy color, even though it's from Bordeaux. Burgundy meaning I know, just the I color, know. not the not place. the wine. I know. I thought of that exactly. before. And what should be, I think I want to pair this with the cheese and here, before this, I try I it. I haven't smelled it yet, but this should have some of that typical, what we call French stink. Yes. You know, a little yeah. barnyardy, yeah. a little bit earthy. earthy, mushroomy, if you will. Can I say peppery? Yeah, peppery, sure. Smells a little peppery. Black pepper, sure. I'm going to wait till I pair this with the cheese. Let's go. Because I think what that would be fantastic. What cheese are we having? Fantastic. So the last of uh, He's gonna the, do the most <laughs> intense 
for for last. Is now the, I know you're is not the blue, right? Yeah, but I, but I think that would go amazing together. Like with I it. put another one in here for you oh, because really? I know you're not a huge blue. No, fan. but I will try it. Okay. I will do this. Oh, I, love I will blue. do both. I'll take a hit and so I'll do both. So there are two cheeses on here for the cause, right? For the cause. The first is blue. You know, just a little bit about French blue cheeses. There are a couple of different. Uh, there are many different types of blue made in France. The most famous is Roquefort. Okay. Ro- right, Roquefort, is that, which is, is I thought it's called Roquefort. It's Roquefort. Is, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, saying it wrong, oh, Jack. Yeah, yeah. It's like tomato, no, tomato. That's, yeah, that's, you like that's me? A little bit more similar <laughs> to how they pronounce it. It's made in the south of France. It's from sheep's milk, and the the blue they infuse with the blue mold and then age the cheese in caves. And uh, and the Roquefort caves are famous. If you ever, Jay, if you're ever down in the south of France and you have a chance to to visit the caves of uh, southern France where they aged the Roquefort, it's an amazing thing to see. So cool, that's, Road that's trip. one of the that's one of the blue varieties from from France. Another one is called Blue d'Auvergne, or from the Auvergne Auvergne region, and it's a cow's milk blue. Another one that's similar to a Blue d'Auvergne is called Saint Agour. So those are some of the famous blues. Again, probably Saint Agour is a place. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. And so also from the Auvergne region. So the first one is, but this is a domestic blue. Again, a French style made in Wisconsin. Okay. So the blue, and then the other cheese is a spicy cheese. I like to. Okay. I always like to finish off with a. You know, taking a little bit of there's so many similarities between the laws and the concepts of flavor and taste between wine and cheese. You just talked about a whole series of French cheeses that are named after the places they come from. Right. Saint-Julien. <laughs> You're kidding me. It's a very oh strong. Good. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. The spicy <laughs> cheese is on fire. Oh, this, oh you got the spicy oh, one. Got the spicy one. Oh. Ah, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I'm laughing and giggling away, but I'm really, I've, I've, I've had tiny little sips of the wine. Drink through it. Drink, take okay, the Roquefort. It, it, yeah. The two together are very nice. The, the cheese on take its the own. the blue cheese or Roquefort. This cheese on its own in a lasa- grated into a lasagna or into a quiche will give it a really nice kick. Mm. If you like a peppery, sharp flavor, you can drink it, eat it plain. But, okay. No, I'm, I'm like I, have people, I have people who look for the hotter, the better, the spicier, the better. So Your blue cheese is amazing, and I don't love blue cheese. Thank you. This is divine. It's been aged. About it's, nine months. It's creamy and sharp and stinky right. all at the same time. All right, good, good description. So the, like, let me just tell you about the uh, about the one that was just kicking butt over here. Uh, kicking, kicking Naomi Nachman in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a raw milk cheddar made in Vermont. We use jalapenos and habaneros to give it a kick, and uh, raw milk meaning unpasteurized cheese, which then retains some of the natural flavors. Of the milk, not all of the bacteria has been killed off, so we leave a lot of the good bacteria in there to continue to give it more flavor. That's the idea, and hopefully some health benefits, some probiotics. So a raw milk cheddar with jalapenos and habaneros. That was, that were both really good. Mm. I'm not a fan of the huge kick in the mouth. <laughs> But I love Try the blue it. cheese. Try melting yeah, the, I'm the spicy Yeah, like I said, into the recipes would be yeah. divine. I absolutely love that blue cheese. That was absolutely fabulous, and I was very pleasantly surprised how delicious, like really beyond delicious that was. 
Now that we, uh, Naomi asked me to give you a shout out for the KFWE. It's happening in New York on February 29th and in LA on March 2nd. February okay. 29th and March 2nd. Okay, Jay. We you had to make sure we got that in, but you're going to come on and we'll do a whole show again. You got it. Or before KFWE. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our, sh- our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. We are also heard on a Sheva English radio. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. We've got music right up to, till Lichbenching. We give an incredible show, an incredible lineup. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbos. Shabbos. Thank you, Brent and Jay. Thanks, Amazing Naomi. show. It was great. Bye, guys.